I stand for open questioning of authorities. I stand for honesty, fact-based reasoning, and debate. I oppose all censorship, including hate speech laws. I reject name-calling and insults. I'm Bill Warner. Hello. Some time ago, I posted on Facebook that I would answer 20 questions, and now it has come time to do that. First question is a history question. At what point did Western leaders begin to completely ignore the conquest doctrine of Islam? Well, it turns out you can find this out if you study naval history. Britain was a naval power, and the technology changed such that you had a better boiler for a ship if it was fueled by petroleum as opposed to coal. Now, Britain had plenty of coal, but it didn't have a lot, any petroleum. So all of a sudden, the scholarship in Britain changes from being critical of Islam to friendly towards their new Muslim friends who had a lot of petroleum. So about the time of the First World War is when European intellectual history began to shift and see what, what nice things Islam is. Next question. Why does the left succumb to political Islam? Well, I have one answer for you. Victims and totalitarianism. You see, the left loves a victim and hates the oppressor. Well, it turns out Islam also loves the victim because, you see, Muslims are always the victim. They're never the oppressor. They're always the picked on. That is, on 9-11, September 11, 2001, the real victims were not the people in the World Trade Towers. The real victims were the Muslims because people looked at them with suspicion. So this bond of the victim and oppressor is what bonds the left and Muslims together. Now, they also have another bond. They both want to take down our society to replace it with the utopian ideal. With the leftists, it's some form of communism, and with the Muslims, it's some form of Sharia. Now, they think they can be buddies, but in the end, if they do take down our civilization, the Muslims will take down the left to bring about a Sharia society. Is lying about your real intentions a thing in Islam? Yes, it is. Let me give you an example, one of my favorite hadiths. Cobb was a Jewish poet and he wrote a poem that offended Muhammad. And so Muhammad said to his, to his followers, who will kill Ashraf who has offended Allah and his prophet? And one of the Muslims says, well, I will, Muhammad, but I will need to deceive him. May I do so? Yes, you may deceive him. But look up your own results. Go to the web. Do not use Google because it produces favorable results about Islam, but instead Google with it, don't Google, but instead use a browser like Brave or DuckDuckGo and type in Islam and deception. And you'll discover that there's a lot written on the subject about Islam and deception. And it's all based on doctrine, Muhammad and the Quran. What world leading has the best understanding of political Islam in your opinion? Well, I'll tell you one, it isn't. It is the Pope, who is an absolute pious fool when it comes to Islam. But I don't want to pick on the Catholics because it turns out that 95% of the churches here in Tennessee are the same way. They're apologists for Islam as well. And when it comes to political leaders, I would say the best leader is Orban of Hungary. In general, the leadership in Central Europe understands political Islam, but they do not understand it at all in France, Britain, and Germany. Is it remotely possible to separate religious Islam from political Islam? Yes, it is, because ask yourself this question. Does the action of Islam affect me, a non-believer? Let me give you an example. Prayer in the streets, public prayer. In the United States and Europe, Muslims will commandeer a street or a public area in order to have prayer. Now, that sounds very religious, doesn't it? But commandeering the street is a political action. It is not a religious action. So public prayer, when they commandeer a street, has a political aspect and a religious aspect. So these two can be two sides of the same coin. 
But yes, you can always pick out political Islam because it impacts you and me. What can we learn about the world leaders of Islam, say, in English? Well, we have an easy thing here. Memory, Middle East Media Research Institute. They are excellent. They specialize in translating the works of religious leaders, in particular Muslim leaders, and they translate it into English. It is fascinating to go to the memory site, M-E-M-R-I. Was there ever an Islamic golden age, or is that wishful thinking? Well, yes, there was a golden age, but we need to look at it. Many Muslims get credit for what Arabs who were Christians did, and so you see that, well, this Arab name did a lot of work in whatever, so therefore it must be Islamic. No. Remember, to be an Arab does not mean you're a Muslim, and it used to be that most Arabs were not Muslims. Now, Muslims did some good work, yes, but not much. And you'd have to ask yourself the question, if Islam is such a wonderful basis for science and whatnot, how come this all the great gains of Islam and the Golden Age was always centuries ago? Look what happens in our modern world. Pakistan is an Islamic country and their GDP rose 20%, while in India it rose 190%. So that's much greater growth. What we find is that in the Islamic world is that there's not much progress at all in the terms of science. There's more patents granted to South Korea than all the Islamic world, and that's just one nation. I did a YouTube video on this subject called The Half-Truth of Islamic Golden Age in Spain. Now, one person wrote me a detailed thing which said, I hope you're aware of the difference between the Syriac language and English language in referring to male and female pronouns. And she goes on to give some things about the fact that the Quran was written partly in Syriac, and therefore it has to do with the interpretation. I agree with this, but it's not that important because, you see, my study of Islam is not from the religious and Quran side, but instead of the political nature of Islam, which what impacts me. And if I can't read a hadith and understand what it says about me, then I'm in pretty bad shape. So the most of what we want to study are the hadith and the sirah of the life of Muhammad, and there this question about the Syriac language in the Quran doesn't really affect us much at all. How can we stop them from overtaking America? How do we citizens get rid of political Islam? Well, the answer is we have to face up to the true nature of Islam and persuade our leaders that Islam is not here to improve our life, but instead to improve their life and to create a Sharia world. Unfortunately, I do not know of any group of people who are activist group who push against Islam in a political fashion. It's spotty. It's here and there, mostly done by individuals. So the answer is, is we have to educate the United States about the nature of political Islam before we can get anybody to do anything, but there are very few groups that are actually doing this work. Obama paid Farrakhan $300,000 to speak at prison. Should this be considered as political Islam? Well, let me ask you this. Since their purpose is to Islamicize and create Muslims out of those in prison who will come out not liking us and not obeying the golden rule, which is the ultimate reformation of a, of a prisoner, which is to be a, lead an ethical life, I don't see how this would be anything but political in nature. Is there really a religion or is this a disguise as a government? Well, the answer is yes. Islam is actually a true religion because it preaches a doctrine which will prevent you from going to hell and give you paradise after death. But it is also a political system. I gave a lot of study to this and found out that if you take Quran, Sirah, Hadith and count up all the words that deal with us, that's 51% of the text. Islam is about 50-50, half political and half religious. The religion is no concern to me at all. How do we break the unity of the Ummah? This was an interesting question because it was written in by someone who had a, what appeared to be an Islamic name. Well, the way to deal with Islam is simple. 
you teach all Muslims what the true nature of Muhammad is. You teach them the Sunnah, and you teach them the Sirah, you teach them the Hadith. That's the way to do it. It's the best way to change a Muslim's mind about Islam is to simply teach him what Islam really says. Could you please enumerate the inaccuracies of the Quran? Well, I'm going to tell you the same answer I did earlier. You can find out the inaccuracies and errors in the Quran if you'll go to DuckDuckGo or Brave as browsers and just type in inaccuracies in the Quran and you'll come up with more reading than you want to do in an afternoon. Does it allow atheists and those of non-monotheistic faith to pay the extortion tax, the jizya, to exchange for their life, or are they given a choice between conversion and death? Well, the only ones who are given choice to convert are those who have people of the book, but this has been adapted to include Hindus, Jews, Christians, and others which have a religious text. But this is a small thing and in general is unimportant. We're not yet to the point where Islam is demanding that we pay the jizya, they just, where they're just demanding that we accommodate ourselves to the Sharia. Why is it allowed in our government and who opposes it? Well, it's real simple. Muslims show up, knock on the doors of the senators and the congressmen and say, we're here for, and we're Muslims and we want to explain to you how Islam is a wonderful thing. Who do you know in your life who's ever gone and talked to a politician about the nat true nature of Islam? I know of just a handful. So the reason that our government reflects the will of Islam and not us is, is we make it very clear that we're not interested in dealing with it. We talk about it quietly amongst ourselves instead of becoming political activists. Is political Islam designed to dominate globally? Yes, the short answer of that. It is a doctrine in which repeatedly it is said that Islam is to wage jihad against the Kafir world until they're subjugated under Islam. So this is the answer to 20 questions, and one of the things I'd like for you to notice is, is that if you will use the right web search, you'll be able to answer a lot of your own questions. Thank you very much.